What is up, designers, and welcome to the Grand Design Podcast. The podcast is all about moving the ideas in your head into the world in the form of mass movements. Um, hope everybody doing well, man. Today we got a more than special episode. A more than special episode. You know, this is uh actually a repeat guest we're having on today, but today we got a special guest. His name is Yash. He lives all the way across the world, about 27 hours away in Melbourne, Australia. He's a young guy, but he thinks, he moves, he acts, he represents, he does all these things as if he's, you know, he's about 19 years old, he'd be 20 in two months, as if he's turning 1,000 in 20 in two months. Man is really ahead of his time. Don't, don't wait to pay attention to people who are extraordinary. Don't wait to pay attention to people who are special. Who just got the it factor. This is a guy that I know in my personal heart, even if he doesn't, he's going to cross multiple billions in a lifetime. It's because he cares about people. You know, he genuinely wants to help and impact lives. And you can't go wrong with that philosophy. And so, Yash is a young guy, uh, you know, in his entire philosophy, his entire central idea of his life, his, you know, the central idea of his mass movement, which you're going to learn and we're going to discuss in this uh, podcast episode, is generally about. I don't even know how to say how to say it. You know, a lot of people go through the school system, which he absolutely despises, and he thinks it should be dismantled. Uh, those are my own words, not his. You're gonna have to get it from him if you want the real truth, because I'm gonna hyperbolize everybody. But um, and they come out into reality, and when they get into reality, there's so many forks and so many different paths ahead of you. You can be an entrepreneur, you can be go to college, you can do all these things. But regardless of what you decide to do, but particularly if you decide to do entrepreneurship, there is a transitional period that you have to go through. And uh, he's the guy. If you want to know about that, if you're stuck in that transitional phase, he's the guy that you want to learn from. You know, I call him the startup guy. You know, he's all about the mental, the spiritual side of starting up. You know, and that, yeah, if you want to learn more about what I'm talking about here, you go to this podcast. It's called Behind Your Motive. One of his philosophies that I love and I learned from him and I actually think is massively important that we discussed in this podcast episode is that before, you know, when you get into this transitional phase, you always had there's all these tactics and strategies ahead of you that you want to use that you want to pay attention to. But your mindset is important because your mindset is the fuel for those tactics and strategies and they don't work without it. And so the concept of his own podcast behind your motive is before anything, the beginning of the transitional phase and really the gist of the transitional phase is that you have to go internally first before you accomplish things outside of yourself. You have to go inside of you. You have to go, as he would say, behind your motive. And so that's one of the main themes of this podcast. And uh, man, I just want to say thank you to him and thank you for everybody that's listening. Go listen to this podcast behind your motive. Uh, but yeah, we're going to chop it all down in this episode. It's going to be some extraordinary stuff from that to his upbringing in Melbourne, to some of his favorite memories in Melbourne, uh, to what is the winter and the summer like? Because I was talking to him the other day, he, he was talking about one of his favorite memories was actually from New Year's uh, Eve, which it was the middle of summer over there <laughs> during New Year's Eve or, or spring, you know. Uh, no, it was actually summer, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, the middle of summer, or the New Year, uh, um, New Year's Day. Um just a bunch of crazy stuff like that, you know, um, darkest moment of his life, you know, just a bunch of things. This is a massively heavy, uh, massively inspirational and massively ins- uh, informational episode all the way around the board. And so, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Thanks, Yasha. You can also find him on Instagram at Motivepreneur. Um, if you follow me, just check through my friends list and, you know, copy my friends. But yeah, man, 
that's pretty much what the episode is going to be about today. I hope you enjoy. I do want to say everybody who's listening to this podcast, everybody who hears this episode, stop what you're doing before you listen to this episode and you have to subscribe and rate this podcast. I'm begging you on my knees. I need you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you're on, and rate this podcast because it does dividends. If you find the the information, the ideas in these podcast episodes to be important and essential to your own life, uh, that is the conduit for how we're going to spread these ideas to the world and create this mass movement that is all about grand design. So please do that for me. I'll have like a bunch of prizes and bonuses to dangle over your head uh, in the future, but I haven't thought through them yet. So yeah, subscribe to this podcast. All right. Uh, without further ado, you're going to hear uh, about a, yeah, I was chopping into multiple pieces, but this is overall like a two hour, 30 minute uh, conversation between me and Yash. So I'm going to cue the theme music and get straight to that, man. I appreciate everybody for listening, each and every one of you. Uh, yeah. Cue the theme music. How do people like us, the visionaries, the creatives, real people with real ideas, people who don't have mass budgets, platforms, or teams, and people who live in this noisy world dominated by internet gurus, influencers, and big brands, the people attempting to make a dream on our own dollar, how do we get our ideas to pierce through all the noise in not only a massive, but a massively profitable way? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dallas, and this is Grand Design, the podcast about taking the ideas in your head, pushing them out into the world, and informing mass movements. There we go. Um, what is up, designers? Uh, welcome back to well, two different podcasts, I guess you would say. Uh, but welcome back to the Grand Design Podcast. The podcast is all about taking your ideas and manifesting them out into the world in the form of mass movements. Um, it's your guy, Dallas. And today we are here with... Yeah. <laughs> How are you going, guys? It's me again from Australia. Um, I was really keen to do another one of these uh, with Dallas. And now I'm here and we're making it happen. So that's what we do over here. Yeah. How you going? <laughs> I'm chilling, man. <laughs> I'm chilling. Uh, first, everybody, man, uh, I don't know which platform you're listening to us on, but if you're listening to the Grand Design Podcast, I want to say, man, uh, first off, check out the other episode we did with Yash, man, but also listen to the Behind Your Motive Podcast it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on every platform in the world. Uh, it's a podcast made for the people that are you're in you're in the transitionary period like you're in between you're in the big gap between being somebody and being nobody you know and everything that has to do with the mindset because the mindset is the fuel for the tactics and strategies and a lot of them that you'll learn in this podcast you might not be able to use this podcast if you don't listen to that one so it's the behind your motive podcast and uh man i'm gonna let him tell the rest of that but i appreciate, I appreciate that intro man that's that that means a lot um how you the- feeling by the way I'm good, man. I'm good. And um, like, like, we was, like we were saying before, I'm really cold. But going to your point <laughs> of um, the Behind Your Motive podcast, I just want to quickly clarify a few things. Uh, it is the transitionary phase and it is a very underlooked phase. Yeah. And people believe that they can move on to create that life of their dreams, uh, pursue their passions, create those, achieve those goals but they never really take into account the mindset required to achieve that. The mindset switched to achieve that. And right. they always underlook that fact. 
yeah. people burn out because they never change their mindset to accompany that type of lifestyle. Uh, it is a lifestyle that we are not brought up on uh, traditionally. Traditionally, we are brought up to be workers. We are not become to not become innovators, uh-huh. and that's the total difference uh, you need to really transition from your traditional life into a life of fulfillment. And that's that's what I'm focusing on now. Uh, I've, I've gained that clarity just recently over this podcast, um, and I messaged you about it, Dallas, and you really helped yeah. me clarify those things as well. Uh, and yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. That's where I'm at. Right. So, so with this, uh, you know, the transition period of people's lives, you know, where did you like? What was? Oh, let me put this light back on me. What am I doing? I'm just putting my laptop charger in. What did what did you what what made you come across that 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 clarity? You know, at first it was more like, you know, at first it was more like you want to take the people in the school system and you want to funnel them into a reality that's different. It was about the entire journey. Why why did you take you know that that idea and narrow it down to just this period of, you know. The transitionary period where you first get into it and you need a you need to change your mindset before you learn the tactics and strategies why'd you why'd you turn that way the main reason is because i'm in that phase at the moment in my life yeah. and i know people need that help right now if they're in the same phase as me uh they have that vision they have that goal in mind but they just don't know how to take that first step in the right direction right and that's what i really want to help with and the root of all that is the mindset and people really need to believe that uh, because if they don't believe it, they'll start something, they'll learn something, they'll learn that new skill, they'll learn that new trade. And once they complete it, it will not be sustainable for the long term because in order to achieve that type of lifestyle, in order to, uh, in order to transition into that skill and make it a full-time career for yourself, a full-time business, whatever it is, you need a different mindset. And, that, and I also came to the clarification that people that are in school, more like high school, so yeah. 18 and younger, they have their plates already full with schoolwork. Yeah. They're not in the right frame of mind in order to comprehend what I'm talking about. Uh, the best time to learn these skills, the best time to really transition and transform your life is when you're out of school. And I'm, learning, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking from firsthand experience and that's how I really transitioned my life is from when I completed high school, I'm like, okay, done, let's go. We completed that crap. Now I'm ready to actually transition my life and I'm really ready to build the life I want to build. I don't have any structure anymore. I don't have any of that crap anymore. I'm learning the things I want to learn. I'm reading books, I'm buying online courses, I'm doing what I want to do. And this is how I came to this clarification that I had learned all those things, but I never actually took action on them and I could never actually sustainably source that information into a full-time career because I wasn't focusing enough on the mindset. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I feel like we're going to really pound that point home today in this talk, but it's, it's, very it's needed because 
people always forget about this stage and then they wonder why they burn out. They wonder why they can't start. That's the reason. Yeah. The reason is because you're not feeding your mind with the right information, the right words, the right self-talk in order right. to really live the lifestyle of your dreams. Yeah, 100%. Um, I definitely want to go, go go deeper on what mindset that people need to adopt. But, you know, I want to start that, even that tangent with like a little bit of a question. Because this is something that I re- that really like popped out to me in a stark way within these last recent months. Do you know anybody in your life that's actually consuming information intentionally? Hmm. Uh, no, like that's weird. Intentionally, eh? I feel like a lot of people intentionally consume content because it's always there, mm-hmm. mainly due to media. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone in my life. I got. I guess my closest mates do yeah. because I've. I we've helped each other grow into that mindset. Uh, like I just spoke to my mate yesterday. He came over to my house, right. and he's really been into meditation and late night walks and really trying to improve yeah. himself as opposed to other people. Like he's, he lived his life. Uh, his name's Moe. He, he's uh, one of my best mates. He lived his life. Um, yeah. Shout out to Moe. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably lived his life uh, on the coat ha- coattail of others. He's uh, done what's right for others instead of, ever thinking about himself and that's just the type of guy he is. That's beautiful. And now he's finally comes to the realization that he needs to think about himself more than anything, more than anyone. And he's started that process in the right foot by meditating, by consuming the right content intentionally. And him as well as maybe a couple of other mates, um, that's the only people that I know that don't get influenced by the mainstream media. Yeah. And intentionally consume the right amount of content that they need to to improve their life they're actually oh. taking that first step intentionally that's the main thing yeah so oh. yeah well well, well what, what mindset are you building towards like what is what is what is what is the mindset that that you think is ideal that people should uh, aspire to well there's there's two separate mindsets is the growth and then the fixed mindset uh-huh. And um, these are not my words. I honestly cannot think of the man that created this concept. Uh, I wish I could, but I'll definitely link him down below uh, when this podcast gets edited and all yeah. that. But this is not my creation. This is the growth and fixed mindset. The growth mindset always focuses on growing and becoming a better individual uh-huh. through the content you receive, the content you consume, where as a fixed mindset never wants to get out of their comfort zone. They never want to improve in different ways. They never want to they never want to exit the comfort zone that they're in. They never want to reach out and try new things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the main difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I feel like the mindset comes down to how you look at life and what you focus on. Mm-hmm. So wherever your focus goes, your productivity flows. That's simple. But people are focusing too much on the negative at the moment. They're focusing too much on what's happening in the world. And 
it's really been getting to me at the moment recently because that's all I hear from my friends and family. And uh, I've had enough of it, to be honest, because 100%. people are not focusing on themselves and improving themselves. They're focusing on why the world is so crap at the moment, to put it yeah. bluntly. And that's just, a, that's just an example of how people's mindsets are so weak in their life. They're so, they get influenced so easily by negative aspects of what's happening in the world, whereas they don't consume that information, think, okay, is this going to negatively impact me or positively impact me? Yeah. If it's going to negatively impact me, I don't need it in my life, erase, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If it's going to positively impact me, I want more of it. Yeah. Because I know that it's going to improve me and get, and it's going to help me take that step in the right direction towards the life I want. Mm-hmm. People, they always say they want this life. They want, a, they want the million-dollar houses like we were mentioning before. They want the lavish lifestyle. But, like, yeah, that gets thrown around a lot on social media, but no one really knows how to actually get there. Right. They get taught these things on how you can, make a thousand dollars off Instagram, how you can start in real estate, how you can do this and do that crap. But as much as you want to learn that stuff, you'll never actually sustain it with your traditional mindset. Yeah. 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 hundred percent, you know, and you know, man, you almost triggered me there a moment. Um, I'm not going to go on the tangent, but I, I, eventually I do want to cross this, how most people on the internet, you know, they're like, they, they, they promote these things like, uh, make money on Instagram or with Instagram, make money with drop shipping, make yeah. money with all these different things. And it's like, these are legitimate venues and these people who say, talk about these venues, they're legitimate people and they're making a lot of money. But here's the thing that they don't know that they don't know. I know, but you and I definitely know these people don't, they, they, they're cashing out on a very major opportunity, but they don't, I don't, in my personal opinion, I'm not a business expert. You know, I don't have a business or anything like that, but in my personal opinion, they don't really know anything about business and marketing. And I think within this next, when the opportunity begins to shrink, they're getting cleaned off the table. And, 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 it's a lot behind, it's the difference between, and this is what the, the grand design podcast touches on the difference between a brand in a mass movement because brands will never last. Yeah. You know, what do what, you know, tell me, can somebody ask me if what, why would I choose one drop shippers business over another? They have a brand. Sure. But why would I choose one politician over another? They have a brand. Sure. He's a Democrat. He's a Republican and people will choose over the brand, but it's an entirely different thing to have a movement. It's entirely mm-hmm. different thing to have. Like, I'm not going to go on that tangent right now. But I do want to touch on a little bit of what you said because I think that's important. Well, another aspect of what you said. People that focus on negativity, you know, that is a huge, 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 huge issue in this world like none other. People's central ideas are rooted in retribution, you know, and, and, and I made a podcast episode about this, but people who focus on negativity are worse than the negativity that they're focusing on in a lot of cases. Even if they're right. And this was an idea that was discovered thousands of years ago. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about this one because it's like, you know, like Martin Luther King said, it's like what, 50, 60, 80 years ago. 
Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. If you read the story of the Bible, and I'm not religious, albeit, but I've grown up on the Bible. I've grown up religious. I grew up in the Baptist church. You know, the story of Jesus going to the cross. He didn't lash out on the people that were trying to kill him because hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. They wrote a story about it, you know. It's one of the most widely known stories of all time. But somehow and for some reason, if someone in this modern world does something that we don't like, we think we're the paragon of ethics when we attack and when we destroy. But really, this person is coming at you trying to destroy you and you're just giving off the same energy. Hate can't drive out hate. And it's like you're the same thing. You're just as destructive. You're just, you know, and it's even worse because you'll see it in a cyclical fashion. It's like police may or may not have we don't care about the reality let's just run this as a hypothetical killed black people but black people hating the police is counterproductive because one now you hate the police and now you're creating tension but you know and polarity between you but when you carry that hate you go back to your neighborhoods and the hate is not a, a ray it's a radiance and so it it gets it gets taken out on you know everyone around you when you grow up in an abused household and you hate the abuser, most abused children grow up to be abusers. And that's the cycle that's happening. Man, what you think about that? I totally agree, man. That's, that's, that's a very uh, insightful way to look at it. Uh, because like you said, negative cannot erase negative. <laughs> it's yeah. simple. And we see it time and time again uh, in history and especially in today because what's happening is that people are consuming this negative information and what are they doing with it? They're telling five, 10 other people. And that is the problem with this negative information. That is a problem with mainstream media. Uh, It gets, gets consumed and then it gets told to everyone. And if only there was a way that mainstream media, that, that any type of media could consume could produce positive information instead of negative information. Imagine that. Imagine if that was the same concept, same concept yeah. with positive information. You consume positive information. You go five, You could tell five, ten other people. You actually impact their lives in a positive way. Yeah, 100%. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast and your podcast is we're trying to change that view on society and people's mentalities and how you can actually create mass movements like you're doing yeah. to impact people in a positive way instead of a negative way. Mm-hmm. That's, and I've, I wanted to ask you as well, like what do you think is the best tip for making the world a better place? What do you think about that? Um, you know, the, the better world that I see is obviously the grand design. And that's fueled by designers empathizing, collaborating with people around their design. And so I think it all comes down to empathy. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, but, you know, the, you know, the trajectory of human success is going to be determined by how much empathy they can develop in the coming years. We just have to make vehicles, a.k.a. businesses, because things don't go like people celebrate J.K. Rowling. Shout out to J.K. Rowling. But she says they said she's the first billionaire to lose her billionaire status from donating. Um, but if you lose your status from donating, you can't donate more. So whatever vehicle that you choose has to be profitable. So we have to choose 
make vehicles with a central idea behind them being empathy, businesses with a central idea and movements behind them with a central idea being empathy, empathy and collaboration and uh, make those things big as possible. As, that's really it, you know? Make be the rising tide that raises all ships. There has to be a, a extinction of the mindset that I just embody for the last twenty one years of my life, and still face sometimes that okay, I'm going to make a movement that raises myself. And don't get me wrong, I, I like I like mansions. I do. I, you know, I'm <laughs> them hills. I can wake up every morning. I can see them. You know, oh. I can't afford them. <laughs> can't even afford where I live now. But it's like I can see them, and I, I like that. You know, I, yeah. I'm not sure if I like a Lamborghini anymore, but I like that. I, I know that for sure. I like living on the lake. <laughs> I like lakes. But the whole idea is that, you know, movements that are raising ourselves in vanity, vanity based, we have to all change our, the way that we think, which is, I think, just a, just a matter of, like I said, uh, tapping into the right distribution channels because you're using the cash from this vehicle that's you know, your central idea of that vehicle is empathy. Like, I'm, it's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, that's a little bit of it. Does that make sense? Oh, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And uh, going back to our previous point, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about what makes you feel inspired or what makes you feel like you're the best you can be. What's What do you think are those few things right. that makes think, you feel like that? Uh, I think, I think, man. I think it goes back to what you were talking about, you know, what <laughs> my girlfriend said, why is my Sims ghost ex haunting her wedding? Okay. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> and that, that does happen. It's weird. But, um, I think it goes back into like, um, so what, 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 what makes me feel like I can do anything and what makes me inspired. They're, they're too late. Yeah. What makes me feel like I can do anything is it, it goes back to what you're saying about, people and in, in, in the way they focus on media. And uh, I said, you know, when you scroll down your timelines all day and you police the internet looking for something negative to stamp out, that's an indication that your selective attention is focused on negativity, which if your selective attention is picking up negativity, if it's like, oh, coronavirus, coronavirus, news, 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 you know, it's indicating that you're not very well as a person because that's the emotion that resonates with you the most. You know, you're going to focus on the, you know, and so what, what makes me feel like I can do anything is that for some reason in the past, you know, when I won my first JV County title, you know, something in me just changed. Like I felt like, like I did something that I did no one thought I could do and that I, that I didn't think I could do myself and I did it. And ever since then, it's like, you know, my selective attention flipped and it went from a place of, because Russell Brunson was in a room. He did a, a little little raise your hand on this. And, you know, we're motivated by two forces, away from punishment towards reward. And what he found was that whereas we're not motivated by both evenly, it's one more so than the other. With entrepreneurs, it's more so motivated by reward. And so that, that was the moment in me where maybe because that was the first time in my life I felt admiration and praise from anybody, including family. But that moment was where that system in my head switched and I started being motivated by reward. And the central idea of my life or the, 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 the reference experience that, that runs my perception every day is a win. Whereas some people, you know, and is, is reward. Whereas some people, they run their mind over and over and over again on, on a, on a loss. Like some people live every day and the central idea of their mind that's running all their thoughts is 
okay, well, somebody did something to me. Somebody cheated me in the past. My employer screwed me. I got to prove him wrong. Uh, I lost at this. And so, and so it, when you're fueled by reward and you believe like you, you're just, and it, you have that reference experience about a time that it was impossible. You have a narrative running in because everybody has to come to a different narrative through an epiphany bridge story, whether you live it or not, or whether somebody tells you, but when you have that running in your brain, it's like, you know, it, it's just undeniable because if I was, if I was using the reference experience of being going away from punishment and going away from loss, it would make no sense for me to be in business or any business at all because I have two years of failures, three years almost with no wins. It's easy for me to just rely on that reference experience and say, okay, I predict the next experience to be a loss. But if I'm relying on that sole memory, my central idea is something that, you know, that is in pursuit of reward. Um, I can only think about the good side. My selective attention is only focused on that. And as for the inspiration part, what inspires me, formerly it was something else. And that's why I was a failure. And that's why I still was miserable for a long time. Um, what is, inspires me now, whenever I feel down, I told this to my man Rashad the other day, I just think, man, man, think about all the people in the world who are waiting on you or, or relying on you or not even relying on me, relying on the people who will join this movement to do, to make this happen. Think about all the people who are going to miss out and suffer because they need this thing and you were too lazy to get it done. How would you feel if your favorite artist just never decided to become an artist? I just think about the mass and I feel like the, the billions of people that's really just relying on this thing to happen. And I always just think about that, man. I, you know, how, how deep, how deep, like Owen Cook, man, he's served and served and served and served and served. You know, how would I feel if he, for some reason, got depressed and went and worked a nine to five 20 years ago? what void would be left in my heart. And I just think about the people and, you know, what, what we could do for them. Um, that's beautiful, man. Oh, um, and that's just like what Russell Brunson says, like you need to think of who you could be impacting and think of them and think of yeah. why, think of if you didn't find your voice, how would their lives turn out in five, 10 years time? Yeah. And that's, that's what I always think of. I always think of the future. I always think of how I can impact these people's lives for the better and to yeah. create that mass movement around what I'm trying to do for the better. Like that's yeah. it to impact people's lives. Like, and like pre- to your previous point, it literally comes down to your focus. Yeah. Like you constantly focus on the coronavirus. That's where your focus is going to go. Although if you focus on what you love to do, yeah. then whenever you see new opportunities, you're going to be more inclined to click on that. When you scroll through your Instagram page, for instance, like for example, their central idea. Be what? People need to be mindful of their central idea. What is the central idea of your life? Yeah. No matter how you, totally. you look at so many different content pieces and so many different stimuli coming at you every day, you'll know what your central idea is because you'll do a bunch of math and then you always lead back to that same topic. It's like people will look at like the coronavirus and they'll do a bunch of bunch of math and they'll be like, huh, billionaires are trying to kill us. That's your central idea. You hate billionaires. <laughs> you need to rewrite your central idea or they'll do all this math and they'll say, you know what? It's the government. Uh, well, I'm poor. <laughs> huh? Do all this math. It's the government. What is your central idea? Is it a negative idea? Or is it a positive idea? It, I just think that's important. That's, that's, that's a big thing. So true, man. And like the, the one example for the Australian listeners here towards that is the 5G towers. Uh, have you heard of that one say, over there? Say, that's a big one over yeah. here too, man. <laughs> like, oh, the 5G towers are killing us. And yeah, like, some countries got 5G. 
Yeah, like, it's years. like nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a very strange... So it's, it all comes down to what you focus <laughs> on. Is that where your focus is going? If it is, then that's where your productivity yeah. will go. That's where you will convince others of why this is happening. You could literally be using that for a positive cause. Yeah. You'd be, you could, people are going, okay, the 5G towers are going to kill us and this is why and this is why and this is why you need to stay away from them and this, that. Imagine yeah. if they use that same mentality, that same energy, that same authority towards something that's positive. Yeah, you can rationalize literally anything under the sun very easily but, and have it make sense. You can. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. there's a way you could do that. Uh, and that's mainly due to because this media coverage is always in our face wherever we go, yeah. wherever we go. And outlets such as our outlets that we create and other type of influencers online that actually think positively and have that cause in the back of their head. Like not every single person out there is doing a how to make rich on Instagram podcast and crap like that. You know what I mean? There are actually people like us out there that I cannot wait to find out and network with Mm. that actually have the same mentality as us. But unfortunately it is, it cannot go out in the same magnitude as media does yeah. at the moment Unfortunately, because we're still growing. But I have total faith that one day us two will be up at the top with yeah, our absolutely. podcast, with our movements, and that will be the new norm. It, it's already happening with the information age. It's already yeah. happening with self-education. And that's why I totally believe that the, like the mindset is going to be so prominent in the future and it's it's happening now like forbes predicts that the self-information age is going to be a billion dollars a day in five years time a billion dollars a day in five years insane number it is it's definitely insane that's like that's the way the the world is moving towards and that and movements are already coming into reality does that make sense like it's already happening around us and people people are doing it so that doesn't that means that anyone can do it if you're listening to this now and you have that passion inside you you have that drive inside you that you just know you want to send that message to people whatever it is you can do it yeah yeah 100% you know um i'm curious though man uh can you can you kind of break down now that we like in person and in words kind of what you said through your message like with uh the whole idea for behind your motive i think in the first broadcast i was saying find your motive for some odd reason but behind <laughs> your motive, like because that is that that's an intense idea and i wanted to really talk about that because it's like people like the way you i'm gonna let you break it down that was a good one. Oh, so i had i have these i have my showers and in my showers i have all these epiphanies and these ideas that come to mind because it's so soothing. And unfortunately, mum is getting on my back now because I'm using too much water in the shower. So yeah. I have to cut back the time. <laughs> but I had this amazing idea um, and I really was able to link up why I chose the title of this podcast to be Behind Your Motive. And at the time that I... Uh, thought of that idea i had no meaningful relation to it it was just sounded cool and a few days ago i had the epiphany that behind your motive i added the what's behind your motive to it so 
And that got me thinking. And then I was just like, wow, what is behind people's motives? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's the mindset, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But then I got deeper and I was like, what is truly behind people's motives? And then I had, I just closed my eyes in the shower and I just had this mental imagery in my mind where I was on a, it was really strange. I was on a carnival ride and it was dark inside and you could see to your left, you could see the people lining up to wait and you could see on your right, the the person in charge of the ride. And he just went, he pulled the lever forward and he's like, go. And the carnival ride slowly went forward and in front of you, you saw these two massive steel doors and it was just like, what's behind your motive? That's what it said. And it's almost as if I was going through the doors behind why I do everything that I do. Yeah. Behind my mindset, behind my maturity level at this, at this age. And then I was just, I went through those doors and I just went a bit down and I saw freedom. Like I saw what it can be like if I just stick down this path and what my life can turn out to be, I saw these, I saw just, it was just free. It was like, it was the universe. You know, those colors of the universe. Yeah. I saw stars everywhere. I just saw freedom and I saw all these different paths. And then I saw a massive mountain in front of me. And at the top of that mountain was my number one goal. And my number one goal is to help mum out. Mm. and to give her the life that she always wanted. And that was at the top of the goal. And then I literally just saw the path going down from that to exactly where I'm at at the moment. And that got me thinking again and it was like, imagine if there was a path that people could follow, a fundamental path, a, a framework, a strategy that people could always look back to whenever they're lost and get rerouted in the right direction. Mm. And like, I was just like, I see now I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. And whenever I get goosebumps, I get emotional. And it's just like, it's, that would be so crazy that people could just follow it. And then I had, then I spoke to you and you really cleared up things with me because whenever I have thoughts, they're all mixed and stuff. And I just want someone to ground me down. You're the person for that. So thank you for that. I appreciate it as well, man. Thank you. I, I just had the thought of, if I'm going to be going down this route and I want people to go down this route, I want people to believe that my movement is the way to go is the only yeah. way possible to get to their dreams, to get to the top of the mountain, to pursue their passion. Uh, they have to go through this first. And a lot of people never do this. And yes, yeah. there are some successful people that I have, but I feel like they are outliers because the majority of people never actually take that first step in the right direction. And the right. first step in the right direction is to go into that carnival ride in that dark room in the unknown. That first room is the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's right. ahead. You've never been on this. You've never been on this carnival ride before, but you take that first step and that first step is going into that room and then going into that ride and then going through those doors. Right. And I honestly believe that I want to create that journey, that story where people can join me, join this movement and take that ride themselves. It's a ride, isn't it? Yeah. And I want to honestly, oh, that, that really grounded it for me. That, that really linked everything up in my mind where 
yes, this is what I'm looking for. And this yeah. is how I'm going to impact people now. And I really want people to follow me on this. And I really want people to join this movement because it's going to change their lives. And I know I can change people's lives. That's how, that's, that's how it all came about. Yeah. I think that's, man, I can see you seeing it as you're saying it, but yeah, man, <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's such a big thing, man. And that conversation actually helped me straighten a lot of things out too. Like just that, I, you know, that, that perfect webinar, uh, concept of this is the vehicle. I mean, this is, this is the opportunity and the only way to accomplish that opportunity is through this vehicle is, 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 uh, that's a real heavy one. But, um, that, that, that topic, you know, especially the part where you say, like, you know, you go into the room and how a lot of that is the internal journey is so important because we discussed at the beginning of this, not even intentionally that, you know, the tax and strategies are useless without, um, without, without the mindset, without correction internally. You know, even Kendrick Lamar said it in his song. He said, it's hard to channel your energy when you're crooked. And a lot of people are crooked, you know, and they don't have everything inside of them straightened out. I remember I was listening to Alex Becker talk about some of the same stuff that your business is a reflection of you. And like, that was that, like he, he went on the journey and like, he was trying to, you know, become rich and he did manage to crack a million dollars per year, but then he leveled off. And he realized he leveled off and he was stuck and his, his business wasn't getting more profit or growing larger because of who he was as a, was as a person, you know, who he was mentally, who he was uh, physically, he was uh, undisciplined, all these different things. And, and that's just such a large you know, conversation. Like if you want your opportunity to be mass, you have to clean out and, and straighten your instrument. You know, attractive characters are part of, the, of building the mass movement. But as an attractive character, your instrument has to be clear out. And this relates to everything that we talked about, especially, you know, the people on like, let's say Twitter who want to search for negativity. It's, you know, selective attention focused on negativity and bad media is, is, is indicative that the central idea, the behind, you know, what is behind your motive is not heading in the right direction. Every movement that you'll build off of that will cannibalize itself because your instrument isn't clear. And so, so, to have that first piece being what you're all about going behind people's motive and having them crooked, you know, the crooked people, you know, straighten out. It's something that like, it's, it's always been a journey that happened by pain, by burning, mm-hmm. you got to burn out the impurities. And uh, the fact that you focus on that is, is just crazy because that's such an expansive topic, even in terms of like, I remember when I was younger learning from Owen Cook, that optimizing your output in the world even goes down into what you eat. You know, you, 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 you know, you eat the high fructose corn syrup, you eat the bad stuff. You don't drink a lot of water. Uh, you know, a lot of things will result from that. Like, you know, you'll be low in energy, brain fog, depression, anxiety all the time. And, uh, that's just such a large topic. Uh, what do you, what do you think about, you know, nutrition in regards to, you know, what's behind people's motive and, you know, their, what's formulating their central emotions and central ideas. That it, 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 at the end of the day, it comes down to that, doesn't it? Like whatever you feed your body with, you've got to feed your mind with yeah. at the, equally the same amount of time. Like people focus too much on their body and neglect their mind. Yeah. Um, and they don't feed themselves with the right information. And a lot of people don't feed themselves with the right food and the right energy yeah. and the right 
drinks. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's hand in hand. It's hand in hand because people either neglect their body and focus on their soul or they neglect their soul and they focus on their body. Right. But people, you need it. You need both of those avenues in order to succeed and in order to go down this path. You need to be one yeah. with your mind and you need to also feed your soul and feed your, feed your body with the right nutrients, the right supplements, the right food and water. And it all comes down to that, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big Tony Robbins uh, idea right there. But Definitely. I learned it from Owen. But uh, I remember that particularly being um, a junior in high school wrestling. Uh, and that year was uh, catastrophic in so many different ways. Um, a lot, you know, I remember going down to the Seven Eleven every day and just jamming like Sour Patches, Twix, Butterfingers, Mountain Dew, everything that I could buy, just down my throat. And I remember that year, it was a lot of going on in the household, parents arguing and fighting and things like that. But um, that year I failed off the wrestling team. I got removed from wrestling team because my GPA was so low. I had like three E's and two D's. And I remember listening to Owen Cook about nutrition. And I remember that next year, you know, I came in, um. And I was very strict about, not not very strict, but a little better about what I was consuming. You know, I don't yeah. do soda anymore. I mean, I will if I want to. I don't believe in forbidding anything. But that year, you know, uh, the brain fog, it was just so much clarity. Like, I remember even social interactions. Like, that year, I was just like, oh, like, it was a bad place. But he, I, I got the girlfriend that I'm with five years later because of that, because of that, because of those changes. The nutrition, man, is it's, it's a, such a huge thing. It's such you need to feed your body in order to get the energy you require to focus on the right things. You need to your feed brain. your body the right things in order to focus on the right things. Yeah. Wherever your focus goes, like I said, your productivity flows. So if you don't feed your body, yeah. you're not going to be able to focus on the positive. You're going to always be comfortable and you're always going to do what's easy. And what's easy is always being negative. Your yeah. mind wants to be... Your mind is in fight mode all the time. Your mind wants to uh, take away the uncomfortable experiences, the, yeah. the new experiences. They just want to be comfortable and not change. Right. Whereas if you fuel your body, in turn you're fueling your mind because you're building that discipline in your body. Uh-huh. And then that discipline will come into one with your mind and then you're able to focus on the things that you must focus on in order to get better. It's yeah. as simple as that. But people 100%. neglect one thing, and if you neglect one thing, the equation doesn't add up to what you need to be. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 100%. 100%. And, 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 and that's, that's – yeah, I like the word equation because we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. It's like, you know, you have to clear out what's inside of you because, you know, your selective attention, if it's focusing on negativity, you'll have a negative central idea. And once that idea is put in place, you identify with it, you identify with the movement. Maybe you're like, uh, you know, let me just pick on, you know, a black movement because I'm black. I can do that. Uh, Like Black Lives Matter. A lot of it started with beautiful origins, but, you know, because it went through the lens of society and society is like a negative, it's it's unwell. Majority of society is unwell. A lot of it is translating into anger and rage and outrage and things that aren't so healthy. And it's like, if that's your central idea, and once that identity sticks, no matter the variables that you enter in that equation, you'll always get the same answer. Yeah, you'll yeah. always be 
you know, unless you really like just wipe that equation and start new, like you're saying, whether whether it comes to the body or the mind. But um, it, it's a it's a lot to that, man. Uh, and that that's 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 a super powerful topic. But you know, what what what, what do you what do you feel? Because I always like these questions. Like, what what was your darkest day? This is a tough path. This is a tough journey. What was your hardest day, even recently or of all time? Like, what's the day when you like going deep, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, you know that that's that's. What is it? To oh. The interesting part. What does the person feel? See, like honestly, I haven't experienced negative negative times before because of just how I comprehend them. Yeah. I comprehend them in the fact that everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, like this is not a negative, this is not as negative as you have experienced and other people have experienced, but this is my experience. And yeah. recently my experience, uh, I recently got a new job and two oh. weeks into that new job, I was really hype. I was getting into the job. I was starting to learn new things. And then the person teaching me, my property manager that was teaching me, she decided to leave. And I was two weeks in and I was really new. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And she's just left because she hated the place. And apparently, but that happened. And we were in shambles. We didn't know what to do uh, because she was the anchor pretty much. But three, four weeks after she left, we started to get back on track and we we quickly understood that she was the problem in the place. It wasn't us. Wow. It wasn't. So she was the negative impact that needed to leave. And now we're a fully functioning train, man. Like we're, we don't get stopped. We, we complete everything on time. Like now that this COVID stuff's out going on, it's a bit harder now because demand's low and you, you're limited in what you can do. But, um, that was a very negative time because at the time that she left, I was really contemplating whether I wanted to do this or not. Uh-huh. And I, I messaged some influential people in my life. Like I messaged you probably. Yeah. I can't even remember if we talked about this. I do. I do think I we have. Yeah, we did. And I messaged some other guys and literally because of those influential people around me, those positive impacts around me, they really just got my head level yeah. and, and let me understand that and let me reiterate that this stuff does happen for a reason. Yeah. And you really just got to dive deep and understand why it's happening to you at that time because everything happens at the time for a reason. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to remember that. And I, even though I did remember that at the time, it's hard to let. It's hard to think positive when a negative experience happens. Yeah, it is. It is at the time. Now, like three, four weeks after that point, after I, after I got clear and I looked back in the experience, I understood that it was bound to happen. And if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be here at the moment, and I wouldn't be so much better at the moment. That's just my experience. Um, and that goes to the point, and I want to reroute here a bit, going to a previous point, is the idea of talking to people about this is so important and having the right people around you 
like just imagine if I had negative people around me instead of positive. And at the time I was in a very bad place in my life. I was contemplating what I wanted to do. I just had this job. I'm like, okay, this is a shit situation. I need to leave now. I I was really thinking of leaving because it was just crap, crap timing. Imagine if I messaged my mates and they said, yeah, you're so right. You're right. Just leave. Stuff them. (laughs) Um, Most people would. Like most people would, wouldn't they? Like they would agree with you instead of contradicting your opinions like you did, like other people did. And that's so important. And that goes to the point of influencing yourself around those people, getting rid of the negative people in your life. Because if you have negative people in your life and you have negative circumstances happen to your life, what do you think is going to happen? You're just going to go deeper down. You're going to dig that hole deeper, deeper, deeper. And you're going to feel like you can never get out. Yeah. Whereas I dug that hole for myself. I had positive people and they lifted me up. They pretty much brought their hand down that hole and lifted me up out of the hole. Yeah. As a collective. And that's the part, that's the main thing about masterminds and these private Facebook groups that are forming now and all this type of stuff that are collaborative. Like you said, collaborative. Yeah, that's good. Where people join up, like-minded people, and they help each other grow instead of being in these negative situations with the people that you... Like, it's very courageous to give up on people and to just let them go. Like, my mate before... He, he's in a situation at the moment where uh, he's been hanging around some wrong people. Uh-huh. And he's, because he's self-identified with himself, he's on that journey of self-discovery now, he's doing the meditation and stuff. He's understood very quickly that that's not the crowd he wants to be around. Mm-hmm. He wants to be around my crowd, people like you, people like me, that always think in this manner. And like that just makes me want to create this movement so bad because there are so many people out there that have negative experiences and just don't know and don't have anyone to dish them positive light. Yeah. They don't have anyone. They have their negative friends. They have their brothers and sisters that always bring them down, whatever it is. They never have that person that they can look up to, that they can relate with, that understands them, that allays with their fears, that comforts them in times of need. That's what I want to be. I want to be that person where people can look up to me. They can message me whenever they want. They can do these calls with me and that I can just help them improve their lives in so many different ways. And I feel like I've already done that with a few of my friends and I'm proud to say that I have, and I've, I feel like I have successfully impacted their lives. But, yeah. man, that's not enough. I'll, I want to go hard. I want to go all in. I want to impact so many other lives, and that's what's needed. That's that positive surrounding. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's helped me a lot too, man. I, like I said, man, it just, just hearing other people, uh, it helps you configure thoughts in a, such a different way. Um you know, masterminds are important. Like it's like, uh, I remember like being like when I would rap, you know, I would, uh, freestyle and I'm not recording, but I, when I, when I would go like and walk down the street and I would freestyle, it would be like, eh, but when I would get in a group 
because of what other people are saying, what other people are spitting. Like it, it, it transforms the way that you're able to perform. Like it, it's hard to explain. Like you know the ideas that they present. Like it's so easy to go off of them and create something a lot more you know yeah. beautiful than you would have been able to on your own. So so groups are are definitely important. Just imagine um, like us two right now, where we're we're flowing off each other, we're yeah. giving each other ideas. Yeah, imagine if we were around five, six other influential people like us, flowing each other, flowing ideas off each other. Like that's the power life. of masterminds, yeah. and that's the power of this information informational age. Because ten years ago, this wasn't a thing. People mm. weren't doing this. People weren't talking yeah. about this. Maybe ten, twenty years ago. Who knows? But it's a new time right now and this is the new norm and it will become the new norm. It already is the new normal. And yeah, that's the power of joining up with like-minded people and just growing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, even like in terms of like, uh, I want to go back to this cause I want to like emphasize that we're on the topic of collaborating, that it is a real thing. You know, your idea the other day of like, you know, the only way that you're going to succeed is to, you know, is to go inside of you and learn about the transitional phase. And the only way to do that is to aspire to change that piece. Like everything, when you said that, like I hadn't even thought about it, but the dominoes just started falling off. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, a lot of bi- like this, this entire thought just came from that. Like a lot of businesses in the world are just, they're in a red ocean and they're surrounded by a bunch of noise. They're just making a bunch of noise. They're not really like, but then there are the special people at the top, like Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Frank Curtin, everybody else at the bottom. No one knows or cares about them. And businesses are stuck at their level. They're stuck in their, their message because they're focused on brand. And the only way for those businesses to get to the, and those people to get their message and identity to the level where it's like Russell Brunson, Owen Cook, where they're special and they're not just noise. They're different. And they you can't really put your finger on why, but they're different. Um, the only way to get to that level was from changing from a brand to a mass movement. And the only way to create a mass movement is through a sales memoir. Like I didn't have that entire thought pattern until you even just vicariously saying that so many things just align. Like, Oh my God, like this is how these things come together and integrate. Like it, it, it was, it was a, it was a crazy thought that I was just, you know, and, and I think that's one thing, just having a lot of time to just sit there and do nothing. Because I spend immense amount of times enjoying myself and doing nothing because ideas are more important than, than construction. That's, that's uh, I don't know, man. Wow. Tell me more about that, man. Have you had any new epiphanies lately? Like what's, what's been flowing through your mind? 